This is the Big Time Talker Podcast. I'm Burke Allen, broadcasting live from the American Library Association's annual conference and exhibition. Our podcast, new episodes, are uploaded every Tuesday at iHeartMedia, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And uh, this weekend, we're in Chicago for the ALA in the Glass Enclosed Nerve Center here in the podcast pavilion. Uh, This is where the who's who of the author world is. Thousands of publishers, book authors, agents, publicists. Uh, If you're a reader, boy, you would be in heaven here because it's all around us. And we grabbed an award-winning author to throw in the podcast studio. Norris Comer is here. The book is Salmon in the Scene. And look at this. It's a... uh, a finalist for an Indie Book Award. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's why I'm here in Chicago. We had the award ceremony a couple days ago. Tell me about the book. Uh, the book's a memoir about my time learning how to be a commercial fisherman in Alaska. Where are you from? Uh, Portland. So a lot of the book is me going from the white picket fence suburban life to the gritty at-sea stuff. What drew you to that lifestyle? Well, I, was, I knew I was going to graduate from high school. And I went around uh, to my teachers because I knew I was going to take a gap year before college. Right. But I didn't have any money to travel with. And I asked them, hey, how do you make some money? And they're like, we're teachers. We don't know how to make money. <laughs> but uh, my yeah. English teacher was actually married to a fisherman. And so those English teachers get in you a lot of trouble. She said, you can go to this town, Cordova, in Alaska, and look for a job. And so I did that. And when you get there, is it a total culture shock? I mean, the whole different world of Portland. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, total. I never went to Alaska before. The mountains are amazing. Uh, the, the nature's a sh- culture shock. The culture's a culture shock. <laughs> uh, just everything's so different. And you go up there, it's like the midnight sun, you know, the, the sun doesn't go down. And uh, I, I've spent about a week going from boat to boat, knocking on people's doors, just, hey, do you got a job? And all these sea salts coming out and and you knew nothing about that industry though right you're like mold no, me yeah. shape me yeah I went from like you know student council body president kind of kid to deckhand <laughs> now I did read that you did one thing that is probably pretty smart in this whole thing now you know in a list of perhaps questionable decisions right. you did go up there in the summertime yes instead of the dead of winter it was 2008 2008 what was and the world like then in Alaska well uh, part of this is the seasons are such a big deal up there so the rhythm, um, the pacing of the book and the rhythm of life up there has a lot to do with the, the fish coming up the river to spawn. Um, salmon uh, is the primary thing we were going for, and the seine is what they call the net. So it's a kind of fishing called the purse seine. Um, but yeah, 2008 was a really interesting year up there. I was, uh, this, the, first, the first iPhone came out around then. Um, that was the year um, the Supreme Court uh, adjudicated the Exxon Valdez oil spill. So I was just kind of a fly on the wall of all these angry fishermen because they did not get the settlement that they thought they would. So, um, just, you know, signs of no herring, no justice. And uh, I was kind of like just Forrest Gumping around. Uh, Sarah Palin announced she was going to run when I was up there. You know, people are talking about this interesting guy, Barack, running for president in the bars I'm in. And it's just sort of an interesting time. I don't think we talk about the 2000s as a different time. But, it, you know, we're in the 2020s now. It really was in some ways. I look in my mind's eye and I imagine what an Alaskan salmon fisherman would be like, but what are those men men and women really like? Right. We probably all have uh, in our heads a picture of this, you know, one-legged pirate type of Crusty. Crusty. And they are those too, and I love them. But I was amazed at how uh, diverse they are. 
there's women up there um, who've been in the industry for decades now um, and slinging fish with the best of them. Uh, I actually, my second captain in the book uh, was the only openly gay guy in the fleet, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Um, and he would sing opera while we uh, would fish. <laughs> and then, yeah, the first guy I fished with was a real cowboy, just like the classic cool, tough guy. And then I uh, went with this opera singing other guy for part of the season. So, so totally not out of central casting in what you would think. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is a, its own unique, amazing culture. Uh, the book is dedicated to the people up there. Uh, they're so brave and so interesting and so cool. So, When you, uh, you first moved up there and you sort of throw yourself headfirst into that lifestyle and that culture, was there a moment as a young guy where you went, oh, my God, I've made a horrible mistake? <laughs> uh, regularly, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Three or four times a day. Yeah, right. Yeah, people have, uh, who've read it, they've been, uh, they said they were surprised how funny it was. Because I really am a fish out of water, just trying to learn how Literally, to do it. Yeah. And I tried to write it so that you don't have to know anything about boats to understand what's going on. So you're going to kind of know how this works as I learn, too, in the book. But, yeah, the first day fishing, you know, we're just messing up. And it was an all-green crew. So it was just me and other high school-age kids with this really uh, inspiring, tough captain guy uh, who knew who knows everything. He was a highliner. He's trying to break us in, and we're just making all kinds of mistakes. And we look like dummies. But we end up being highliners of the fleet later in the season. Nice. So, so there was redemption of, at the end of that story. There was some redemption going on, yes. <laughs> to get out of a green rookie status. Alaskan Memories of Life, Death, and Everything in Between, the subtitle of Norris Comer's book. Is there, um, is there death and are there physical demands to that job? I would think it's got to be pretty rough stuff. Right, right. Um, there are some life and death stakes. There are a few incidents. Um, we had a pretty serious deck incident with the captain, and he had, his arm basically got ripped off. Oh, my God. And so ripped off? We had to hail a mayday, and he actually coded twice in the chopper. So You were there to see all this? I, uh, I hailed the mayday on the radio. So What is that? How old were you? What does that do to <laughs> a young guy's head? I was 18, and the other guys on board were, I think, 17, 16. Unbelievable, and uh, that was the most. That was the, the the low. That was the worst. Um, but there were a few incidents where, you know, we ran aground once. Really, you know, he's kind of like getting rammed by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You're kind of thrown around, and sure. Um, another guy, he almost got sandwiched between two boats that were going really fast, and and then uh, yeah, there's you hear that uh, dock top gossip over the radio. Some boat is getting having a bad day somewhere in the fleet, and then everyone likes to talk about it. Usually, it's always someone's turn sometime. So, it sounds like an incredible adventure for a young man, though. Yeah, you know, um, it definitely changed. I obviously wrote about it. I'm in my 30s now, and would you do it again? If uh, you had it to do over, not uh, today as a 30 <laughs> something guy, but was this a good decision for an 18 year old kid? Yeah, I think uh, you know some some people, younger people, approach me asking, and I try to just be honest with them. It's a highly personal choice. You definitely have. I try to get them to know what they're signing up for. It's not all guts and glory. Um, it is pretty hard. You're going to get up early. You're going to get yelled at. Um, but I'm very thankful for the experience. And I actually have done subsequent jobs on boats. I'm actually a maritime journalist these days. And I've done gigs on tuna boats and tugboats and yachts. And, um, so it really did inform your life now. Yeah. I went on to get my marine science degree. Did oceanography. So... 
uh, highly impactful. And whether, you know, young people, whether they get into fishing or not, I hope that they have a similar chance to really go for that thing that's in their mind. That Whatever that thing is. Whatever yeah. it is. And, you know, it'll be a little dangerous. It'll change you. It'll be hard. But I think that's what grows you up. And that's good, I think. So most of us have never been to Alaska. What do you think is the biggest misconception those of us in the lower 48 have about the 49th state? Right, right. Ah, it's such a unique place. I think we, in our head, we have, like we were talking about earlier with the sea captain, it's sort of, oh, it's all like wood carvings and it's sort of... Outdoorsy. Yeah. I mean, it's every drone shot you've seen of Alaska. Yeah, yeah, it's all panoramas. And there are panoramas, but um, there are people just day in, day out, living there, making their own art, making their own little cultures. Their communities, I think, are very vibrant and interesting. Like coming from Portland, like a moderately sized city to a small town, just the dynamics are completely different. Everyone's in each other's business, but they also support each other. Yeah, yeah. Do they take well to you as an outsider? uh, There's a little ice that might need to be thawed. And that's also in the dedication to the book is I really am thankful they, I felt, let in. Uh, and I didn't want to betray anyone's trust with this book, so I tried to write everything. Everyone's names changed and tried to write it with sensitivity and understanding. It's not a I gotcha kind of book for anybody. But, yeah, um, I think when, especially if you go up there to fish. Like if you go up there on a trip, don't be surprised if they're not telling you their secrets, you know, as a tourist. But sure. if, you're, if you're out there fishing, there's a real camaraderie. You're kind of, you're in the trenches with them. So that's what I got anyway. Literally thrown into the deep end. We're talking with author Norris Comer and the book Salmon in the Scene is uh, Alaska Memories of Life, Death, and Everything in Between. I want to talk to you before we let you jump about sure. uh, your writing career now. Yeah. So in the last year, you're suddenly an award-winning published author. I'm looking at some of these quotes on the back of the book. A gorgeous piece of work. Vivid descriptions and keen reflections. Comer's work stands out for clarity, simplicity, and honesty about the Alaskan commercial fishing industry. That's, uh, you're pretty high cotton there. You won a bunch of awards for this book, and it's a book essentially about a life experience of yours. Right, right. So how does that feel? Uh, it's been an incredible year. Um, the book started as my journal. Like, it wouldn't exist if I wasn't a little taking down my journals, a little 18-year-old between fishing sets up there. And it was always in the back of my mind after that summer. I was like, wow, a lot happened. This might be a story someday. And I've just been working on it. I'm 33 now, so it's been this thing's been in the ether for 15 years. Did you put those journals, those diaries away, and then not look at them and come back to them after a long time? Yeah, yeah. And the first transcript, I, just transcribing it was the first drafts. But yeah, reliving all that stuff, I sometimes had to put it down. It's like, oh, man, I remember that. Ugh, Isn't much. it amazing, too, though? On, and I don't journal as regularly as I should, but you, you think, oh, I'll never forget this. And then you go back 10 years later... And you've forgotten a lot, and so it comes much. back. Yeah. Like, I took... Uh, 18-year-old Norris took an incredible journal. I was better at journaling then than I am now. Yeah. Like, I'm noting the n- amount of fish we caught, where, paraphrasing conversations, doing little drawings. Like, it really wasn't... Inv- I'd have to fictionalize it if I didn't have that journal. It'd be a hazy memory. Did yeah, you write the book as the 18-year-old Norris, or looking back on the experience? I really tried to sound like an 18-year-old, and um, but not lose anybody. You know, um, so people have said it has kind of a youthful tone. Um, so yeah, there is definitely reflection. Like the narrator is clearly reflecting on the past, 
but I really did want to catch some of that that angst and naivete and kind of shiny eyedness, you know, of a, a young person trying something new and doing their best. What happens next for you? Uh, man, I'm working on the sequel to this book. I'm working on some other books. Um, I have a really, uh, I'm really blessed to have a great life in Seattle. I'm a maritime journalist. I contribute to a number of national magazines like Power and Motor Yacht, Fisherman's News, uh, and I'm the editor of the Sea Chest, which is a historic, a maritime historical society uh, publication. So I'm just writing and doing sea salty stuff and uh, enjoying life, really. I love it. How can people find out more about you and, and what I think is a fascinating life story? Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, I have a Substack at Norris Note. Um, you can also find me online, norriscomer.com. I'm on most of the social media platforms. And, yeah, I'm not too hard to find. The book, Salmon in the... Seine. And the Seine is the net. That's the net. So, yeah, it's not about the river in France. <laughs> uh, the net probably was named after the river. But, yeah, the, sa- the purse saner, the Seine. So it's fish in the net, basically. Salmon in the Seine. Alaskan memories of life, death, and everything in between. As an 18-year-old Norris Comer lived this story as an Alaskan salmon fisherman. The book is winning multiple awards, including a Next Generation Indie Book Award. And by the way, they helped underwrite our podcast pavilion. So thanks to those folks. And Norris, thanks for coming in. Thank you. I had a blast. The book sounds fascinating. Check it out. We are at the ALA, the American Library Association Annual Conference and Exhibition, as we record the podcast in beautiful Chicago, McCormick Place. Thanks to all our authors for stopping by to be a part of our Big Time Talker podcast, sponsored in part by SpeakerMatch.com. Check out Norris Comer online, and Salmon in the Seine is the book. Thank you for listening, making us a part of your day. New episodes of the Big Time Talker every Tuesday. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody.